Hey guys, welcome back to the Tranquility Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well today. I kind of just want to jump into today's topic. I just want to, I just want to go for it and just start talking about it. Um, today we're going to be talking about generational trauma, and I want to call this, I want to call this the silent, the silent battle, <laughs> because I know there's going to be so much parts to it because I can't fit all of it into one there's just so much to it that we need to talk about and I'm calling it a silent battle because it really is a silent battle everybody is going through their own shit on their own on the low that nobody even knows about but the thing is is that a lot of us are going through the same thing and it's not something that people talk about it's not a topic of conversation. Nobody is like, oh my gosh, you know generational trauma? Yeah, no, like nobody does that shit. And I feel like that should change because that's how people grow. That's how people heal. That's how people change and break the generational trauma and stop passing it down to the next generation. You know what I mean? And even with that, I don't think a lot of people know about generational trauma and what it is. So I want to try my best to explain it so it makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best. So basically, think about it as the domino effect. So once upon a time, someone in your family, way, way, way back, experienced a great amount of trauma. And that trauma that they had experienced, they had they didn't heal from it. So basically, um, they passed it down to the next generation, the next generation, and the next generation. So basically, none of your ancestors healed heal themselves through that process and so of course it's going to keep getting passed down it's genetics it runs through your genes and it stops when you change when you heal and that's why i think this topic is really important because the cycle needs to stop and a new healthy cycle needs to start because it really does affect the way we live our lives the way we understand, the way we cope, and the way we heal with pain and trauma. There's many ways that generation trauma shows itself through families and through individuals. I guess one of the main ways to see that this trauma exists in families is through like dysfunctional families. And this Dysfunction is so hard to, to like, simmer down. It's not the right word. I don't know if that's the right word. But there's just so much to the word dysfunction because it's different to every single family, to every single individual. And I don't want to sit here saying, this is a dysfunctional family, this is a dysfunctional family, because it's so broad. But I want to try and narrow it down. So some examples can be addiction, having a family member that is addicted to to alcohol, addicted to drugs, all of that, and mental health issues that run through the family. And most of the t- time, it goes undiagnosed. So 
it's being passed down and it's being passed down and nobody knows because nobody goes to get nobody sees a therapist nobody goes and talks about their mental health to a professional so obviously it's not being it's not being brought to light so it's going to be passed down and another example is violence like being abused child abuse all of that and assault and another thing like it's so simple as things being swept under the rug like if there's a big situation and for example you got abused and you try to tell or most of the cases you don't tell anyone you don't tell anyone and you sweep it under the rug and then if you do is it will still be swept under the rug so most things do go unnoticed and it's never talked about and that's another thing that's contributing to the trauma and the thing is most of the time growing up you won't even know that you're in a dysfunctional family because all the chaos all all the pain everything just gets so normalized that you're used to it and as sad as that sound is so true it's so very true now i want to move into our parents generation and how their trauma shaped who they are and how their actions and behaviors affect us and the way we feel and the trauma we're experiencing from them i really feel like a lot of parents project project their own fears and insecurities onto their children you know because a lot of a lot of our parents did not grow here <laughs> a lot of our parents did not grow up here and they grew up overseas so they didn't have a lot of things that we had and now that we're here and everything is so much different than it is back home and it's strange to them it's new to them and a lot of them don't like it and they try to live their lives through us if that makes sense and that causes them to have really high expectations like super high expectations for you that a lot of times you can't meet because that's not what you want but that's what they want for you that's the life they planned out in their head for you that they want you to live but they never consider what you want then that's that's where the problem comes in it comes to a point where your parents don't notice you for who you are but for what you achieve or what you do that that is good for them that they like you know what i mean so like as a person they don't really know you but you know, if you get 100% on the test, that's they want. That's what they want. That's what they're happy with. Or you get a 60 and then they're like, what the hell? Why'd you get a 60, you know? And you're just here bending over backwards, trying to make them happy, trying to reach their expectations. But it's so hard because it's stressful. It's really stressful and they don't understand that. Another example is like, providing for the family and this is mostly for the guys they expect you to get a job get money and then help paying the pills 
pills, <laughs> help pay the bills, you know, and rest of the time, like I'm saying this from, from my family's point of view, and my brothers, they all have families on the side. Like they have children they need to look after. They have houses they need to pay bills for, but at the same time, they expected to give money to my mom to pay for this, pay for that. And even for me, they, it's like when I'm not even working and she's expecting me to give her money, it's like, how am I supposed to give you money when I'm not working, when I have the money? And then when I have money, she takes it all. And then that's when she's happy. You know what I mean? And it's like your worth for your parents or your family comes from what you can do for them or what you can produce to them. So, like, I don't know how to explain this properly. So I had to collect my thoughts for a minute. <laughs> and, you know, it's really, it's really messed up because that can really fuck with your mind because you're trying so hard to make these people happy, but it's not enough for them. And it's, it will only be enough if you do what they want you to do. And that shit is so fucking draining. It's so draining. Like, it's so fucking draining. And I've been, I've been through this shit. I've been through it. And it's, it's not. It's, it's not healthy, okay? It's really not. If you're a parent and you're hearing this and you're doing what I'm saying, please stop. Get some help. <laughs> like, I'm so real shit. Just, just, just stop. I probably shouldn't be laughing about it, but that's how I deal. That's how I deal with a lot of my trauma. I just make jokes and try to continue. But, you know, I mean, I do, I do work on me. I, do, I work on myself, but sometimes you just gotta laugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> But on some real shit, that can really affect you. And without even knowing it, some subconsciously, sub subconsciously, we hold on to all of that, all sh all the shame our parents put on us for not reaching their expectations. We hold on to that, and that follows us. That's for guys. I can't speak. I can't speak. Okay, let me collect myself. That really follows us. And then it makes us make this... this oh my gosh. It, may, it leads us to make decisions that are not us. We go down a path that we don't want to go just to make our family and parents happy. And... That's, that's not how it should be, honestly. And then it's like, how, how do I stop this without having them be as mad as they're going to be? And then you just try, like you try to tiptoe around and you try to stop, but it's all that worry. And then I feel like for me, um... Like, studying, for example, like, I don't want to fucking study, but I'm still doing it. And it's like, everybody in my family wants me to study and graduate. But at the same time, I don't want to do this. I don't like it here. I hate it here. And even me, I'm still doing it because 
that's what they want me to do. And I don't know how to stop and then tell them I'll stop because I want to avoid that conversation. And that's so bad. But at the same time, like, how, how, how do I do it? I think that was a pretty good segue to the next point that I'm going to make. And my next point is being ignored. Like, you feel like you're not being heard. You, when you try to speak your truth and they don't listen to you, they shut it down, they gaslight you, they try to make you feel bad for speaking out and then you just become silent. You become invisible and no matter what you do, they won't listen. And that is a really shitty feeling. You can't express... You can't express your feelings. You can't show emotions because you will get gaslighted. It's guaranteed. Gaslighting is... Parents are pro at gaslighting you in a lot of situations. And if not, every single fucking situation. I don't know. I don't know how they learn to do that. But the way they gaslight the fuck out of you, it hits you like a truck like a whole truck and you feel ignored because you know you yourself you're achieving great things that they don't know about that they don't want to know about they don't want to acknowledge and then they're out here comparing you to other people when they don't even know that person's situation like you know you know how your parents always used to um or maybe they might still do this but they still they um, compare you to your cousins or to your siblings. It's like, oh, all you do is sleep all day, but your cousin is probably up right now cleaning the house, cooking, da, 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 this and that. And it's like, bro, she's even worse than me. You know what I mean? Like, she's worse. She doesn't do anything. I do more than her. And that is so irritating. It's like, why can't you just be happy that, you know, I'm your daughter and I'm doing the best that I can. And I help out around the house. You know, I clean, I cook. I'm, I'm a good kid. I don't, I don't cause you any trouble. Why do you feel the need to always compare me to everybody else? Like, I'm not that person. I'm not them, I'm me. Why can't you be happy? Why can't you be happy for me? Why can't you be happy for the person I am? And then when you say something, you're automatically disrespecting them. And you can't speak your truth. You can't say anything. So what do you do? You be silent. You stay to yourself. You lock yourself in your room. You don't talk to anybody because when you've been gaslighted for so long, it comes to a point where you you just lose trust in yourself because it's like, oh, it makes you feel like so lost. You know what I mean? Like here is your truth, but they're here saying something else that you know is not true. But when it keeps happening over and over again, you start to doubt yourself, you know? You're like, okay, did this really happen? 
And then when something happens and you want to speak out on it, and you and you start overthinking that you're like, oh, maybe maybe it wasn't that serious. Maybe it's not that deep. Maybe I'm overreacting. And then you just keep to yourself. And then that starts a chain of doubt. And if you keep doubting yourself, it's just it's just a whole cycle. And when you grow up as an adult, you find it hard to to speak your truth to anybody because it will be scary for you. And sometimes even it's hard for you to feel the emotions because you for you doubt yourself still. And you only feel love and affection when you when you accomplish something. And because of all that doubt, you don't feel like you accomplish anything. So you're out here, you might you might be getting high grades, you have a high paying job, you have paid your bills, but you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you feel like you have to do more. Or even you graduate and everybody's congratulating you, everybody's showing you off, everybody's talking about you. And then you end up with the degree that you don't want. And then you're not happy. So it's like you wasted all those years just to just to make your family happy for, you know, a day or two. And then it's quiet after that. What do you do after that with a degree you don't want? And that really affects how you perceive yourself and your worth. Because you like it comes to a point where you just feel so worthless. That you feel like everything you do is is not for you. So it's like how can you even be happy, you know what I mean? And I'm probably gonna elaborate on that on another episode because it's too much for right now. I'm just gonna go back to the whole gaslighting thing for a second. And one of my points is respect. And I put that in quotation marks because parents love to use, they love, they expect you to respect them even when they're disrespecting you. And a line that they, they use a lot, they use this line, like it's, it's, it's just overused at this point. The line is, I gave birth to you I fed you, I put a roof over your head, so you have to respect me. And it's like, yeah, you did all of that. That's the bare minimum. You have to do that. Or else, I don't know, child protection would have taken me. You know, you, you sign up for this. I didn't ask for to be born. You gave birth to me. You just, you decided to have a baby, you know. And now I'm here. I, I didn't ask to be here. It's stressful out here. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we hear my mic. I'm on my bed and it's making a lot of noise. So I'm gonna try not to move too much so you guys can't hear it. But yeah, um you have to do you have to do what they want. You have to do what they want you to do to keep them happy. You know you have to keep them happy. What about your happiness? It doesn't matter apparently. But it's like, you know, what a what about my happiness? 
Why doesn't it matter? We need respected. We need to be. We need to be respected as well. You know what I mean? Like, as as your daughter, as your son, you gotta respect me as a person as well, regardless, regardless of who you want me to be. Respect me as a person. Like they are here saying, I want you to do this. I want you to be this. This, I want you that, da, 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 all of this shit. And it's like, what about me? What about, what about, can I, can I say something? No? Okay. We're meant to put our feelings aside. We're meant to put our happy, happiness aside. Just to respect your family. And that leads to you. That leads to you suppressing your feelings. You suppress your feelings so you don't disrupt anything. You don't disrupt the dis the dysfunction that is going on because you just can't. And it leads to you staying quiet when something happens to you in that house. Something happens under the roof. And, you know, this is supposed to be family. And it's like, how can this happen? And you know you can't speak up because no one's going to believe you. No one's going to be on your side. You're, you're just going to get in trouble. You're going to get a lecture for something you couldn't control. And, you know, dysfunctional people, dysfunctionally... <laughs> Dysfunctional family members, they can't provide you with what you need. They can't. And a lot of times that can lead to that can lead to you like attracting people that are not right for you because you feel like that's what you deserve because that's what you receive from your family. When in reality, you know, you just you just need a hug. You need someone to listen to you. You need someone to say, I love you. And what I notice a lot about dysfunctional families is that you, you really hear the words, I love you. They don't show any affection. It's kind of like, like it's a business. Like <laughs> you don't go... You don't go around hugging your boss or telling your boss you love them or anything like that. It's just, you just do what you got to do and then go about your day. That's, that's how it is. And, well, at least that's how it is from my experience. Like, I don't, it's so, and, and, <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, as an adult now, it's so hard for me to show affection to to people I'm talking to because I've never received that as a kid. And it's it's so sad because we just want to be appreciated. We want to be loved the way we need to be loved. And we're never loved the way we need to be loved. And then when other people disrespect us, a lot of the time when we're still when we when we still have that naive mindset we accept that because that's all we know when really we, we deserve so much more but there comes to a point where 
you have to hold your family members accountable for what they didn't do for you, what they didn't give for you, as well as what they did. Like they might have caused you a lot of damage and you have to hold them accountable. No matter how much you love them, you have to hold them accountable because if in, if you don't hold them accountable, you're just going to be blaming yourself. And then it's, it's, this part is so hard and I want to talk this in another episode, but shadow work. And then when you forgive your family, that part is so hard. Forgiving them for the pain they caused you, for the trauma they put you through, for all the unnecessary things that you had to do and all the things that you didn't want to do because of them. When you just forgive them and hold them accountable and forgive them. Because, where was I going with this, guys? I'm so sorry. I completely lost track. But I think I was supposed to say, if you don't hold them accountable, you're just going to be blaming yourself for everything. And you oh, you get into this victim mindset. Okay, I'm getting into things that I don't want to talk about right now. But I'm going to finish this up so I can record the next part. But yeah, like I said, you have to hold them accountable for what they didn't do, what they didn't do as well for what they did. Because as much as they called you, caused you pain, they didn't love you the, the way you needed to be loved. And you have to hold them accountable for that. Because that's honestly the bare minimum. Like, wake up, say good morning, give me a hug, say I love you, you know. Like, there's no, there's no reason for them to be so cold to you. There's no reason. Just show me some, some love. I'm a little kid. I'm a child. I'm learning from you. Everything you're showing to me, I'm going to take that in, whether I want to or not. Subconsciously, I'm going to take it in, and I'm going to hold that with me, and I'm going to take it to my teenage years, to my adulthood. And that's not good. It's not really good for how I react to situation, how I am in relationships, how I am with friendships, and how I deal with a lot of things. And yeah, so I'm going to wrap this up here. And the next part is going to be all about healing. I want to talk more about generation trauma and healing. But it's going to be my experience and how I healed from my trauma because I can only speak from my experience. I can't speak from for somebody else. And I really hope, I really hope this helps you because it's hard. And when I started, I had no guidance. I was just freeballing that shit. I was going through it. It was very hard. But let me know how you guys feel about this episode and hopefully this starts a discussion and I really want to talk to you guys about it and hear your opinions, hear your stories, everything. So yeah, peace and love. Hope you guys have a great day. Have a great night. 
and I'm wishing you guys blessing on blessings, much love, and I'm out. Bye.